This is Ask BBB, bringing you information from and about BBB-accredited businesses so that you can make informed decisions about goods and services you're purchasing. Your host is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario, Jennifer Matthews. Thanks, Jim, and good morning, everyone. We also help you keep up to date on scams that are making the rounds. And later on the bulletin board, we'll outline a scam that looks like it's coming from a friend. We're still a few days away from the end of summer, but the evenings sure have a chill in the air that speaks of the coming cold. Whether the weather is warm or cold, later we'll learn how proper insulation can help you keep your home comfortable. We spend time each week cleaning and dusting the interior of our home. This morning, we are talking to people who specialize in cleaning the outside of your home. Jenna DeBoer and Nathaniel DeBoer are part of the Shack Shine team. Welcome to Ask BBB. Thanks for having us. We're glad to be here. So what is involved in an exterior cleaning of a home and why should we think about having it done? I like to think of the exterior home cleaning. Think of it like car detailing, but for your home. So we do everything from window washing to house washing to power washing. Uh, and we do gutter maintenance as well. And we're looking at things like um, house washing. So what sort of system is used to wash the exterior and what surfaces do you wash? So when we're washing the ex- exterior of a house, we wash basically everything from the foundation to the peak. Um, we use power washers usually to wash everything. We just were introduced to a new uh, soft wash system, which basically spray it down with an SH mixture and that uh, kills all the algae and gets rid of it permanently. And things like sidewalks, patios, porches, and driveways, how do you treat those? It depends on how bad it is. Sometimes we can get away with just power washing it. Otherwise, we'll use the same SH solution on like the concrete to get it cleaned. When we look at the exterior of our home, besides just having it look cleaner, uh, are there some other good reasons to have this done on a regular basis? Uh, One really important thing is to clean out your eaves at least once a year, especially if you have a heavy tree coverage over your home, because if they flood, you're uh, going to start seeing water in your basement sooner than later. And what sort of timing should we look at for having our eaves troughs cleaning? Is it once and done, or is there a schedule we should adhere to? Typically, we recommend, uh, well, again, like Nathaniel said, it depends on how heavy the coverage is over your house. Sometimes we recommend for really heavy coverage, you do it twice a year once in the fall and once in the spring. The key with gutters is you don't want to wait too long into the fall because once it starts getting cold and snowy, everything's going to freeze inside your gutters and then there's nothing we can do about it. So if you miss it in the fall, you definitely need to get it done in the spring. And while you're up on the roof, what's involved in roof cleaning and why should we consider having that done? So you should definitely consider getting your roof clean because if you have heavy moss or mildew or anything growing up there, it can start doing damage to the actual shingles. And you don't want that because, again, you know, water can get through them eventually and start soaking up your attic. Um, In terms of treating it, we do the same kind of thing as we do for a house wash. We treat it with an SH mixture, which basically kills all the moss and mildew and then eventually just weathers off and dies. You mentioned earlier having windows cleaned. How many times a year should we have that done or does it depend on everyone's home it depends on everybody's home and everybody's personal preference like usually we recommend getting them also cleaned twice a year but some people will get them cleaned every month i mean you can never go wrong with having your windows cleaned (laughs) if we book a a house cleaning and, and a shack shine are there some options as to what will be done exterior the roof the windows or is it a one big package 
you can pick and choose. Like if your roof doesn't need to be cleaned, then I wouldn't recommend getting your roof cleaned. Same with the siding. If the siding's not dirty, you don't really need to get it cleaned. But yeah, it's really just what does the house need? So we'll find sometimes clients will book just a window wash. And if we happen to be up there and we notice that your gutters are full as well, then we'll be like, hey, we're here. Why don't we get your gutters cleaned as well? So. How long does it usually take to do a shack shine <laughs> it uh it definitely depends on the size of the house but your average home in london you know if we're doing like say windows gutters and like a house wash we can get it done in about let's say about around two hours what about cost it depends on the size of the house so we kind of have four points like windows for example i'll just give you this example of exterior windows so the exterior window cost for a small home starts at about 190 it could go up to 340 depending on the size of your house and how many windows are on there. I know that Shackshine also does Christmas light installation. How soon should we consider booking that service as we're heading into the cooler evenings? Right now. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm under the impression that it's never too early to start thinking about Christmas lights. Uh, we're already doing reinstalls next week. So Christmas lights, everybody wants their Christmas lights up for like a six week chunk. So unfortunately, we don't have enough time to do all of London in that amount of time. So we definitely encourage our clients to book early for sure so that you can get them up and enjoy them this year. So what's involved in in having that de decoration done? Do you put the uh, decorations we have up or do you uh, bring your own or how does it work? Yeah, so we custom we sell you our product. It's commercial grade, you know, it has a warranty of eight years and we cut it perfectly to your house. So you don't have any of like those loose wires hanging everywhere. We tuck everything in, you know, all the bulbs are nice and uniform and everything looks all perfect and shiny. It starts with an estimate. So either myself or one of the other technicians will come on out. We take a look at your house. We talk to you about what color and what style that you want, where you want the lights to go. Because some clients will want to do the whole house. Some clients only want to do the front. And then after that, we'll do the measuring and then you get your estimate right there. And if you say yes, then we get you booked in immediately. And so. the lights that you use, are they uh, LEDs or uh, how are they powered? And, and uh, do, do you have a, an automated system for them to come on? How does it work? The lights are LEDs, so they're super bright, super durable, super energy efficient. And we provide timers that are light sensitive. So typically in the winter times around five or six o'clock, they'll turn on. And then you can set them to be on anywhere from two, four, six, or eight hours or dust till dawn. So that's something that we tend to ask in the initial estimate of how long do you want your lights on? Because Some people want them on all night. They want them to be on when they come home and when they leave for work in the morning. And then the follow-up question is when you need to have them taken down, is that generally pre-booked when they're going up or are people have different timing for that? People have different timing for it. Uh, some people want them down like December 28th and some people want them up until March. So typically, you know, mid-December, we'll send out a Google form to all of our Christmas light clients with a uh, the question of when do you want them down and then they can select whether they want them down immediately or in February or in March. Of course, we do sometimes run into the problem of if you get them taken down in March, sometimes the wires have frozen onto the gutters and they stay up there until it has warmed up. But, but, if, but if you get your gutter clean, then you won't have all that ice build up. So we have to encourage people to get their gutters cleaned for sure before the winter, obviously, so you don't get that ice damming. Well, I want to thank you, Jenna and Nathaniel, for coming on the show this morning and sharing with us how we can keep our house looking nice and clean and how we can looking at having it looking bright for the winter. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Our pleasure. Thank you so much.
And that's our first volley into the Christmas season. <laughs> Jenna DeBoer and Nathaniel DeBoer are part of the Shackshine team, a BBB-accredited business with an A-plus rating and carrying the BBB seal, the sign of a better business. Check them out in the BBB directory at bbb.org. Is your home properly insulated? We'll get some answers after the break. And we're back with more on Ask BBB with our host, Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Proper insulation can save on energy costs in addition to helping maintain your comfort in both hot and cold weather. To help us understand some of the options we have when it comes to insulation, we welcome Dave Summers, owner of Foam 911. Good morning, Dave. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning. Dave, what are some of the signs that we should consider having the insulation in our home checked? Well, if your furnace or your air conditioning are constantly running, you probably need more insulation. And it could also be made worse by uncontrolled air leakage. Also, rooms that are colder or hotter than the rest of the home often indicate an insulation or an air sealing issue. Um, your attic should have at least 20 inches of insulation and the attic hatch should be sealed and have a weather strip around it. And the basement walls need to be insulated from top to bottom with the headers or joist spaces insulated and air sealed. It's also very important that your furnace room be thoroughly insulated as well. And does that insulation deteriorate over time? Um, some do and some don't. Spray foam is rated by its long-term thermal resistance. So the R values you purchase or get in your home are going to stay that way permanently. Fiberglass and rock wall are affected by moisture, dust, and air leakage. And these products require a wind barrier on the outside and a vapor barrier on the inside. However, in, in most wall assemblies, significant loss of R values occur within months or a few years at best. Plus mice, bugs, mold, and settling are factors in R value loss with those products. You mentioned a number of different types of insulation, fiberglass, blown fiberglass, foam, open cell. Can you go through some of them and talk about the, each application or how we choose? For sure. Uh, fiberglass bats are available in a wide variety of sizes and ratings. Rockwall is the alternative product, also available in lots of sizes and R values. Blown fiberglass is used in most new attics, and some of it is mixed with plastic to include to improve air quality and stop settling. Cellulose is the alternative, which is a mixture of ground-up newspaper and clothing. Um, open cell polyurethane spray foam is used in attics, hot tubs, and can be injected into wall assemblies. And closed cell polyurethane is used in cathedral ceilings, walls, basements, and crawl spaces. And how do we compare the different types of insulation? D different products have different applications. In attics, machine-blown fiberglass and cellulose will do a very good job with relatively low cost. In walls, fiberglass and rock wool work well as long as you can minimize air leakage. 
in basements and crawl spaces, spray foam will outperform other products due to the fact that they seal and insulate, and the fact they bond to the surface eliminates mold and that musty basement smell. If we have our existing, if we have our insulation upgraded, do you remove the existing insulation first? Um, generally, no. In attics, topping up is the predominant method used. Um, however, if you need an electrical upgrade in the attic, or if the insulation is contaminated, it needs to be removed. In basement walls, old insulation is usually removed. And same thing in main floor walls of your home, usually gets removed before new insulation goes in. And Dave, what about the cost to have our insulation upgraded? What are we looking at? Well, every home is so different, the levels of insulation and the type of construction. I think the best thing is to get recommendations from a good contractor. And we've heard in the news about rebate programs that might be available. How do we access those for insulation? Yeah, there are three programs for insulation rebates. Enbridge has a program for low income that covers most or all of the cost. Enbridge also has a program that has specific rebate amounts for each area of your home. This program is available to everyone that has natural gas heat and is not, not dependent on income at all. It also covers rentals and cottages. The rebate amounts would cover the full cost of a small home. So the bigger your home, the more it will cost you. Um, the federal government also has a very good rebate program that is similar to the Enbridge program, but it's only for your prime residence. Both of these programs require an air test from a licensed energy auditor. The cost of the air test is mostly covered by the programs. You mentioned the energy auditor. Is that where many people would start with that uh, energy audit and then the contractor and then insulation? Yeah, generally speaking, because the energy auditor is going to tell you how much rebate you're going to get, and the air test is going to really tell you exactly what is wrong with your home and where the problems are. Dave, when it comes to the rebates, uh, can you help people through that uh, rebate process? Yeah, yeah, they can call me, but there are also several really good rebate companies, companies that specialize this right here in London. Um, we use one that's over on Sovereign Road called NRG Wise Consulting. So you can either start with the contractor or you can go right to the energy auditors and they'd be able to tell you the exact process. And when we have that upgraded and improved, how does that impact energy costs for an average home? The impact of energy costs depends on how much air loss you have and how much insulation you have. But you could expect at least a 20% reduction, but it could be as much as 70%. But the other part of it is you're also going to improve the comfort of the home, probably allowing you to have a lower temperature setting on your uh, furnace for the same kind of comfort. In our research for getting new insulation, if we obtain more than one quote, how do we compare those quotes to make sure we're, you know, apples to apples? Yeah, I think that it's very important that when you get those quotes, that those quotes specify exactly the product they're going to provide and exactly what's going to be done and what areas are going to be insulated. How does a, an assessment work, Dave, uh, when someone gives you a call to uh, assess whether or not they need 
to improve their insulation. How, how do you go about that assessment? Well, um, there, there's kind of the first way is to get a contractor to look at and get recommendations from an experienced contractor that is going to be able to look at all the different areas and give you recommendations. But the other thing is the, all of these programs require an air test from a licensed energy auditor. And anybody that, that thinks they need more insulation, that's the process they should be going through. What they do is they air test and all these programs cover the cost of that air test. And this is going to really pinpoint exactly what the problem is and what the issues are. And of course, how much money it's going to pay with the rebate to do the work that needs done. Dave, can you comment on what BBB accreditation means to you and to your customers? Yeah, BBB. BBB accreditation ensures that you're dealing with a well-established company with a strong record of completing the work to a high standard. It also shows that they have the right insurance coverage to protect you and your home and WSIB coverage to protect the workers. Great. Well, Dave, thank you so much for coming on the show this morning and sharing with us how we can make our homes a little more comfortable, perhaps for the winter coming up. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jay. You're listening to Ask BBB, and we've been talking to Dave Summers, owner of Foam 911. Foam 911 is an accredited business with BBB serving Western Ontario, and they display the BBB seal, the sign of a better business. We'll take a short break and return with the BBB bulletin board, where we find notes on when you should ignore advice from a friend. Welcome to this final portion of Ask BBB with Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. And it's time to check the BBB Bulletin Board. Under the Latest News tab on the BBB.org website, you'll find information about a scam that takes advantage of friendships. These are friends who contact us through Facebook or Instagram accounts. Yes, BBB has received reports that con artists are stealing information from Facebook and Instagram accounts and then promoting COVID-19 relief grants. Well, there are a lot of reasons that people might be attracted to offers of free money. And one recent victim got a direct message from someone who posed as a leader in their church. It looks legitimate and it seemed to be from someone they could trust, but it ended up costing $1,000 of unemployment funds. So besides being cautious, even when messages seem to come from friends, what else should we be aware of? So the major catch is that in order to get this so-called grant money, you need to pay upfront first. The scammer claims it is a fee for processing or delivery, but the grant money never arrives. And there are other signs or red flags as well. So how well do you know your friend? Can you contact them by phone or in person to find out if they did send this information and the link? They could have been hacked or impersonated. And don't pay any money for free grants. Check out available grant logs on the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada website. And if government agency is mentioned, check to determine if that government agency or organization really exists. Scammers are very good at creating lookalikes. If you do determine that it is a fake, report it to Facebook and Instagram administrators and file a report with the BBB Scam Tracker. You can check out this bulletin board feature on the latest news tab at bbb.org. Jennifer, there are advantages for consumers when they look for the BBB seal, but what about businesses? 84% of the accredited businesses see that one of the major benefits as building trust with their customers. Um, you know, it, they also mentioned that 
having the accreditation seal, that sign of a better business, increases the credibility of their business as well. Accredited businesses meet a list of BBB standards, and they promise to uphold trust and integrity in all of their transactions. So if something uh, goes wrong in a transaction, uh, there is mediation available uh, through BBB. That's right. Customers can um, file a complaint, and then it goes through our complaint process, whereby we sort of brokered the complaint. We, are, we provide a forum between the business and the consumer. And then if required, we do offer a, a path to mediation. Are only accredited businesses listed in the BBB directory, Jennifer? No, you can see both accredited and not accredited businesses when you go to bbb.org and search a business type or a field of business. Um, you will notice that you will have the seal of accredited business next to those that have met our standards. And Jennifer, that's our time for Ask BBB this week. If you have any comments on what you've heard on today's program, we'd love to hear from you. And if there's a subject you'd like us to include, let us know. You can contact us at hashtag AskBBB and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jennifer Matthews. And I'm Jim Swan. Remember, always look for the BBB seal. It's the sign of a better business.